As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? What's going on, Build Your Tribe Tribers? Thanks for joining me today. This is a quick tip Tuesday. I wanted to give you an update on the Clubhouse app. So if you haven't yet listened to the previous episode we did, please do. It came out on Thursday. It's the episode just prior to this one where myself, my son Brock, our co-host, as well as a few other entrepreneurs who have been on the Clubhouse app some for a short period of time, some a little longer. It's a new app, so no one's been on there that long. We all shared our initial thoughts and impressions of the app and what we think it has the potential to be. And today I just want to give you an update because I've spent another additional week on the app and realized some really important things for myself. So the first thing I want to say is that it's important to remember that not every single social media app is right for every person. And I wanted to record this to help you to evaluate if in fact you need to get on it. So here's the first thing you have to figure out. You have to answer the question, who are you trying to reach? Who is your target demographic? Who is your target avatar? Who is it that you consider your lifer? And really define them. So for me, my lifer, my avatar, the person who I, I want to reach is someone who is either new to business or hasn't yet started a business or they've started a business and they're really trying to figure out how to scale it online. That's my demographic. Because I know that, it's easy for me to evaluate that the Clubhouse app at this particular stage of its development is not the best place for me to reach those people. However, if your target demographic is other experts, if you are trying to get on the radar of people who make decisions about who's going to be on their stage, if you're trying to get on the radar of people who would be considered thought leaders, you're trying to get on their radar, you're trying to attract them, maybe because you want to serve their audience, then it might be the right place for you to be. If your target demographic is, let's say you're in network marketing and you're looking for folks who are looking for an alternative form of income, something they could do from home, their first business to start, Clubhouse at the moment is not the place for you. If you're trying to reach a demographic similar to mine, I don't think Clubhouse is the place for you to spend any amount of time at the moment. Again, it'll change as it continues to grow, assuming that it will, but at the moment, It might be just a place where you, as we had suggested, go reserve your name, understand how to use it a little bit, 
but don't spend a lot of time there. The platform where you should be spending the greatest amount of time is a platform where you're going to be able to reach the greatest amount of people. When it comes to building an online business, you have to consider numbers. It's just a numbers game. If your content is being seen by a thousand people, that means that maybe 1% of those people are going to become your customer. Having said that, if you're on a platform where there are very, very, very small numbers and you're spending a lot of time there, it's not the best use of your time. It's just a numbers thing. But you can't evaluate that unless you specifically know who am I trying to reach? Who are they? Because at the moment, and again, this is just after a week of, or two weeks, I should say now, of being on the app, overwhelmingly, it appears to me that the biggest room I've seen is 1,200 people. That's the most I've ever seen in a room at any given time, 1,200 people. On average, though, I'm seeing like really small numbers, like 100 people to 20 people, 25 people, 10 people. So with that being said, even if that was my demographic, it wouldn't be the best use of my time because I can reach more people. I can make a greater impact on another social media platform, including podcasting. I can reach a lot more people podcasting, number one. And number two, I can reach them specifically, meaning when you're walking, or I should say, entering into a clubhouse room, there's usually multiple speakers. So for me to walk into a clubhouse room, I say walk in, enter a clubhouse room digitally, that means I've selected a topic, I've gone in, I've seen that there's like maybe 10 other speakers. Even if there's a thousand people there, their attention is divided amongst the 10 other speakers. And I might have to stay on the app for a full hour just to be able to politely interject my opinion on you know, two separate occasions each time for a minute and a half. So to spend an hour worth of your time to talk for a total of three minutes amongst 10 other experts or speakers is not by any stretch of the imagination, the best way for me to make an impact period end of subject. So I want you to evaluate that. Now I know this is going to really make some people angry because there are some people who friggin love clubhouse and I can see why as I mentioned your demographic is there then that's where you should be so it appears to me at the moment an overwhelming majority of people who are on the app are in fact people who are already pretty well-known speakers at least the people who have had the stage right and the people who are making an impact are Primarily people who are already on stages, they're already experts, they're already thought leaders, they already have podcasts, etc. So they're kind of, it's a great way for them to make networking connections with each other. It's a great way for them to, you know, get to know each other. It's a great way for those who are like, I want access to some of those experts. You could jump on the app and yes, you could end up in a room where there's like 10 other speakers on the stage and you could be listening in on kind of like a mastermind discussion between them. But I still think even for learning purposes, I still think there's a better way to do that. And I I think there's a more effective way to do that. And I still think that's podcasting. So I am really resisting the temptation for myself to get on that app. I have done so maybe twice to talk in the last seven days, but I've checked in almost every day a couple of times just to, again, get a true sense of like what's going on, how are the numbers, who's there, demographics, so I could report back to you. Here's what I want to share 
about myself because this may help you to understand if you're like, no, I love this app and I can't get off it. Be careful that you're not justifying why you need to be on the app. Just really be careful because you have a a limited amount of time. We all do. And it's really easy to convince ourselves that something is the right thing for us because we like the way it feels or it's easy or it's fun. It still might not be the best use of your time. Here's what I mean by that. I feel a natural draw to be on the app and I've been questioning myself in the last seven days going like, okay, so why if I know that my target demographic, not enough of them are there for me to justify spending time there. Why am I so drawn? Why do I want to open this friggin' app? Why do I want to get into these rooms and talk? And I'm just going to be really transparent and friggin' honest about why that is because I like being a know-it-all. And if you know, you know your stuff and you know that you can help people. If you know that you can hold your own, if you're one of those people that loves to say like, oh, I've got a take on that, and that, that really gets you excited, this app is super addictive. I've talked to several of my friends who they will admit that that's who they are. They love like really knowing their ish and being able to, you know, like go toe to toe with somebody else and go like, uh, actually, no, here's a better way or here's how I do it. So you feel the sense of FOMO when you see notifications on your phone that, you know, thought leaders or, or whatever, experts in the field that you know a lot about, you see, you get a notification like so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so are in a room talking about such and such. And you think to yourself, wow, I can jump in this room and go like toe-to-toe with them, or I could give them my feedback, or I can get their attention, or I, I can make my point, I can make my mark, and that can be an adrenaline rush and that adrenaline rush gives us a dopamine hit and that dopamine hit makes us want more. So for me, I just had to recognize like, oh, oh, that is why I found this app to be so addicting. I'm just going to be honest. I, I love being that person. I love being able to say like, well, here's how I do it. And I just have to recognize like that's kind of a self-serving interest for me. Who does that really help? Like really no one. And so at the moment, obviously I'm still like, you know, checking in on the app every day, like just to see like, how is this growing? Because it's so addictive, I've got my eye on it. Like if I'm this addicted to it, I'm wondering if others are going to find it that addictive and will it grow like super duper crazy fast? It may. And if it does, then, you know, then it's a different story and I will spend more time on there. But here's how it works. So let's say someone says to me, Shalene, I'd like to schedule you as a moderator for a room that I'm doing on email marketing. I'm like, awesome. And they're like, okay. And we're going to have like 10 other speakers in this room. And that might get you excited because you're like, oh, cool. All those people will send notifications to the people who follow them. And so this could be a room with like 500 people in it. Cool. All right. Well, now you've got to get on and you need to stay on the entire time basically because you were listed as a moderator and a lot of these rooms go for hours and let's say you only want to stand for an hour right then you know you you make your point and then it would be rude to just jump off so you've got to stay on to listen to the other speakers share their points and ask questions and then just as you're about to jump out of the room which you can do even if you're 
one of the moderators, you're not the host, let's say, just as you're about to jump out of the room, then someone specifically asks you a question. And then you're like, oh, shoot. So you answer the question. It's just audio only. And now you're like, oh, well, now I can't jump out of the room. Now I got to stay because it looks rude. It looks like I'm doing a dine and dash. So I got to stay. And so now you've spent like hours and hours only to have the mic, I guess you could call it, for, you know, a total of five minutes. That to me is awfully addicting and not the best use of my time. And I'm just going to evaluate to see how it changes to see if people start using the app differently, if a lot, like, you know, if suddenly rooms are filled with 10,000 people, that's a big difference. All right. So that's it. I just wanted to share with you my take. It's really kind of more, I guess, more than anything, I'm saying this to keep myself accountable, to recognize and to explain like why I was trying to figure out like, why am I so addicted to this app? Why do I want to get back on it? Why do I have this pull to want to jump in rooms and see what people are talking about? That's the FOMO right? It's that FOMO going on. So that's what makes it very addictive. And any app in order for it to be successful has to have that quality, that quality that makes you feel like I'm missing something. And this app definitely has that. So I'll be curious to see how much it changes in the next year. I can't wait to hear how differently it looks 12 months from now, or or maybe even three months from now. I've already seen some of the things that we talked about on Thursday's episode. Two days later, they did an update to the app and some of those things have already been improved upon, including now there are categories. So you can actually look for broadcasts or rooms that are called based on a particular category like health and wellness or hustle, relationships. So check it out. If you haven't already, like I've said before, be sure to, if nothing else, reserve your name and also link your Instagram account for that cross promotion of platforms. And then more than likely, someone's going to send you an invite. That's the other reason why it's probably pretty addictive because it's like, it's invite only. So at the moment, there's just like a lot of, of influencers and such people are in the industry who have pretty, you know, big names or bigger platforms. But again, I, I haven't seen a room bigger than like 1500 is the biggest I've seen. And and that's kind of rare. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the update. Love to hear what your thoughts are. I know a lot of people love it. I just want to caution you to always ask yourself, like, what is the best use of my time? How can I reach the greatest number of people? How can I make the greatest impact? Especially those of us who are easily distracted. We have to be really, really careful about managing our focus. Because the one thing you can never get back is time. You can make all your money back. You can lose all your money and you can make it all back and then some. But we can't get our time back once it's gone. So thank you for spending some with me today. I do appreciate you. My goal is to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. So we're done. I just want to mention to those of you who are on Instagram and trying to grow your Instagram, you probably know that Brock and I did a five-day challenge. It was $27, and it was insane. We had like 5,000 people go through it, and they were blown away. But what we've decided to do since then is for the very same price, offer people a 30-day experience. It's called Insta Club Hub. And it's for those of you who have a small following or a large following, you've got tons of questions about Instagram. It is everything you could possibly ever need to know about Instagram. We go live twice a month. If you miss the live, it's recorded. This is an amazing membership site where once you become a member, once you join, 
you can log in and like any question you have, you just type it in and it will populate an answer for you that Brock or I have created very recently. And if the answer doesn't pop up, then your question will be emailed to us and we'll either record a voicemail or a video or a written reply explaining to you how to do whatever it is. Like maybe you can't figure out how to get music on your reels or how do I get a swipe up if I don't have 10,000 followers or how do I put a link in my IGTVs? Like every question you could have, like how do I promote my products if I'm in a network marketing organization and I don't want to turn people off? How do I get new followers? Everything you could ever possibly need to know about Instagram is covered for you. You get two top Instagram experts for less than a dollar a day. Hey, I want you to check it out, okay? I know you'll love it. Go to instaclubhub.com. Again, it's instaclubhub.com. And I'd love to have you join us.